Welcome to Polymaths, episode four. Uh, episode four of the podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Frossin. I'm Ashley Callum. And together we are the Polymaths. Together we are shit. You can find me on Twitter. I am at Chris Frossin on Twitter. I'm uh, at Calisthenics UK. So that's still the one I still keep sending yeah, it to, one, Ashley yeah. Callum. So Calisthenics UK for Ash. Too many uh, we have got, I have done a Polymath Twitter page, which is at PolymathCast, because I couldn't have Polymath because oh, okay. somebody's already got it, and I couldn't have Polymaths because somebody's already got it, and Polymath Podcast is a bit too long, so I put PolymathCast. So you can Polymath send it to... You can send it to PolymathCast if you want. So, lots of things happened last week. In the world. In the week. Yeah, lots of things happened in the world. Lots of things happened last week. Um, and the biggest thing, well, the biggest thing for me was last Friday, we went to the cinema. Mm. And I think I was dumbstruck by the end of that film. Um, Interstellar, yeah. So we've been waiting for that for a while. Yeah. At least I had anyway. Well, you have. You kind of. I remember. I remember. I remembered seeing the initial trailer, um, and it was a, yeah, it was a year ago. Because at, at the end of the trailer, it says you know a year from now. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, it was just footage of, well, just a space race really, like the Russians, NASA, the Americans. That's just gone in my tea. I was supposed to go in the bin. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I figured out. Chris has just chucked a bit of fluff and it's just landed by my team. Um, <laughs> I was yeah, so it was, it was just uh, uh, just a compilation of that, and I think Matthew McConaughey was uh, he was was, really, the, was yeah. narrating over it, yeah. Um, and I thought uh, when I saw that, I thought, yeah, the time's right for having a sci-fi film yeah. done by a, a decent director, non-cheesy, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a bit very like a bleak very outlook, and yeah, um, and something that could possibly happen, you know, but. Running out of food or all these sorts of things. Um, for anybody that's not seen the film, spoilers. Well, no, well, we no, we won't. Well, I suppose we will. We, yeah, we will spoil it, won't we? Well, I don't know. We will we'll spoil it. Go and see it, and then you pause the podcast, go see it, and then come back. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers. Well, don't, don't, I don't care. Don't listen to me seeing it. Spoilers. Um, it. Go on. Let's go. It's, oh, yes, it, it was very, very good. I think. Um, I think the premise was. I think it re- was realistic watching. enough. Um, they didn't really. Uh, I think they didn't really show. Um, other areas and it's like well why are the dust storms yeah or the, why they called they... they called the dust storm something as well didn't they no this well they said some of the crops had blight and then blight, the, the corn was going to corn was the only thing that they could grow and right and you know you saw them so the dust storms were... the dust storms wasn't connected to the blight i need to i really need to watch it again because it was so yeah good. and i like do. i like the fact and if we do if we do i'm not going to keep saying spoilers but if we do spoil it then it's your own fault for listening mm. <laughs> um last time spoilers the, yeah, point spoilers <laughs> uh, the I love the fact, and I love the way that somebody who can write that well, a screenwriter of that magnitude, and it, I, I've said it on Twitter and Facebook uh, after I saw it, greatest screen screenwriter of our generation, I think. Jonathan and Chris Nolan. I think so, yeah. Um, or at least their was... ability to, to, to get a, a, a vision yeah. um, Cause that was... into the, you know, the, script, the, the screen format. Yeah. Um, but, um, no, I, I love the way that they took one premise, uh, and that was about it was pretty much about ghosts and the ability to the ability for gravity to transcend time um and be able to be well it's a bit about time travel wasn't it and how things how things linked um but kind of taking and grasping onto that and giving giving ghosts um a 
just kind of running with an idea of what a ghost is. No, it wasn't really. No, it wasn't really a ghost. It was. I think what they, they was her, it was it was. No, it it was. I think what they were what he was, what they were trying to say was that the way we um, perceive a moment in time, the way yes. you can think. Okay, what a snapshot. You know, the nineteen sixty. I know nineteen sixty one on a on a you know on a Tuesday in July was a specific moment in time. Yeah. Um, he was trying to say that. Uh, gravity interacts and has the same sort of property. Well, that's what I got from it anyway. So they could almost, they could control gravity and time um, the same way that they could control uh, other bits of matter. Yes. What the film didn't make clear, though... was uh, where the unless, wormhole came from. It was where the wormhole came from, how See, that I've was, how that I've was made. i absolutely racking my head about that one, because if it was created by us in the him. future... Well, yeah, if it was created by him, him or us, whatever, in the future then we will have had to have got to the future to be able to create it, and we couldn't have been able to get to the future unless we created it. So mm. that's the that's the whole time paradox. Which is what... Which... They do say in a lot needs of... to be a... They do say a lot of these things, you know, oh, well, if, if time travel's possible, we would have had time travellers from the future. Well, yes. it would be my argument that uh, if time only goes... One way. One way. Um, you know, and, I, and I've read that there's no there's no real reason... In the laws of physics, anyway, for uh, you know a broken cup on the yeah. floor not to be able to reassemble itself yeah. on the on the desk. So that's yeah, the law. That's, that. that's the law it's of just entropy. The, yeah, exactly, and that gives time a direction, yeah. an arrow, arrow of time. Um, so the arrow of time states that something. For those of you who don't know, the arrow of time states that uh, for something with high entropy. So if you make a sandcastle, that's got high entropy, and it's a very very yeah, high order. Yeah, yeah, high order to it's it, and it's very unlikely for you. There's only a certain number of ways that I can arrange those uh, grains of sand into that sandcastle. Um, but then the arrow of time erodes that and takes it down into just a mound. And there's lots of ways, and that's got low entropy. There's lots of ways of being able to create that that mound of sand. Yeah, um, I'm sure I did read somebody. Somebody said. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, we say somebody said all the time, but. Um, I've read so many things over the years, and you, you just forget where you see yes. them, or you forget where you hear them, you, you, totally. you heard them. Uh, and some guy said that the universe is constantly striving to, to mm. get towards a state of yeah. the lowest possible entropy, entropy yeah. where, which would be every single molecule exactly um, equidistant from every other molecule, yeah. Yeah. which will, will be no, the end state of the universe no, in no however many trillion years. Yeah. Um, and in that state, time... Won't exist because because you won't be able to tell the difference between between at one point and the next one point because, and the nothing's, next point moving. because yeah. nothing's changed, um, which is interesting. I mean, yeah, it threw it threw up a lot of interesting questions. I mean, it, it was the thing that was um, really exciting to see for me was the concept of relativity. So at one point they they go down to that planet, don't they? Yes, it's near yeah, the yeah. black hole, and they, they, you know they're going to be. Uh, an hour, they work out that an hour there is equ- equivalent to seven years or something, yeah. and they go down, they come back, and the guy, the guy that they left on board, has been the, there for twenty three years. Has been, yeah, it's been twenty three years, and you know, and and I think the Anne Hathaway's character, I think uh, Brand, Professor Brand, yeah. says something like, "Oh, you know, I, I I I knew the theory, I knew the theory, but nothing prepared me for for the reality. For, yeah, for the reality yeah. for seeing it firsthand." Um, and then obviously he goes back, and his daughters. His daughter's like ancient when he, by the yeah, time he gets like back. But then, but then by the time he gets back, of course, he's done the the whole um, time travel thing into the black hole anyway. So that's yeah. that's kind of skewed the time as well. But no, I just love the fact that love the way because we talked about the, one of the first 
podcast or the first podcast i think we talked about science and religion and, and having things that um religion can't explain but so, or sorry science religion can't explain but science now can and i like yeah. the i like I, I still like the idea that it was it was her ghost that was in the room and it was just an idea of well actually maybe this is because we can't explain a ghost and it was their kind of take on well actually a ghost could be us in the future because we've got the ability to transcend time and see time in a awesome. in a non-linear oh, so way mean, yeah to then yeah. come back and say well so i mean it's nothing spooky that, it's just beyond no, our yeah uh understand uh, uh, explanation yeah yeah um that's what's yeah but i mean that that was where i just I, it's just so good i was literally awestruck at the end of it i just incredible absolutely very incredible. good film yeah. very cool so I mean, go and see interstellar yeah, I think the, the, effects were, the effects were very, very good. I think the the um, yeah, pacing was good. I thought the acting was was really, really good. Um, Matthew McConaughey. It didn't off. it didn't turn out how how I expected it to. I no. thought I thought it'd be a, a little bit of a different film. Um, no, I mean, no, I did, it did, did leave like, it a little bit open like twists. Yeah, I did. Yeah, because do you yeah. call those twists or would you call? I I, I don't know how you define a twist. Because are those twists or are they just explaining? I think a twist would be, for me, because a twist I mean, is I'm, like oh, I'm writing the a bad book. guy's a good guy, the good guy's a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm writing a, a book at the moment with with a, a huge twist, literally in the last paragraph, in the last one of the last sentences. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to write it as if, um, but yeah, for me, a twist is is the reader or the, the watcher or you know you know the person watching watching the thing that you produce or reading the thing that you produced thinks it's going to go a certain way the entire way through yeah and it and then it, and doesn't. it doesn't it turns out it doesn't and so for me you... a good twist is where people have no clue that it's there's yes. going to be a twist um so inception i mean i mean people, people hate m like Shyamalan and, uh, and whatever his name is yeah you know, for, but i thought the the village was a was a deep everybody slated that film i thought well that's a good twist i've never i never saw it would you always do, oh, I don't know whether to tell you or not. Spoilers on that one. Yeah, go for it. Because I thought, well, I thought the the idea was that they were stuck in a village and they couldn't get out, or they they were too scared to go out. Yeah, because there's there's monsters and stuff. Yeah. Well, so it turns I, out the, that the, the twist that I thought was that the people who ran the village created the monsters to keep people in the village. I thought that was where the where the film was going. As yeah, well, they, the they they did that because you know she has to the the the, the girl I think. Uh, is it Bryce or I can't remember her name, but she has to go and the, the blind girl. She has to she has to go through the woods and and um, they say to her, you know they give her these instructions. Said you know you get onto this gravel road and you'll go such and such. Yeah. And she climbs over this fence and all of a sudden a car pulls up to her and you're like, well shit! I thought they were living. I thought this was like yeah. two hundred years ago. And obviously, the twist is that they live in a compound or every single one of the the people that started the you know the the sort of commune. Um, had something happen in their life that was directly related to money and the pursuit of uh, of wealth and things. You know, like either their, their friend was murdered or they were mugged or or right. they were robbed or something like that to do with money. Um, so they they basically decided, right, we're going to start a new uh, and every we won't tell them the truth. We'll just we'll just make this lie up that there's these monsters and that's why we can't spread out. That's why we have to stay in this in this very yeah. sort of enclosed um, oh, okay. area. Um, and it turns out that they're, they're paid uh, to have like a no-fly zone over the yeah. over the thing, so you know they wouldn't get the aircraft and, and things like that. 
I think that was in the film anyway. At least that's what I thought. Um, so that well, that to me was <coughs> was a good twist. I suppose his first Sixth one. Sense I thought Sixth Sense. I thought like Sixth Sense was very very good, and I didn't see that one coming. Um, and you've not seen Memento. No. But Memento is that, really. is epic, and I need to let. I'll, I'll remind me at the end of the podcast, and I'll, I'll dig that DVD out because you need to see yeah, Memento. Memento. For those of you who haven't seen it, was one of Christopher, no- and I didn't even know it was Christopher Nolan when I saw it. I found that out after. Um, it's one of his first films. And he'd, he'd, again, it was an um, Inception kind of thing where he'd planned it for ages. My voice is going. <clears throat> he planned it for ages, but the whole film is shot backwards. So the whole film is shot. Ten, you see, uh, say five minutes. You say, f- see five minutes of a film, and then it goes back ten minutes, and then you see another five minutes, and it goes back ten minutes, and you see another five minutes. So the film is shot five minutes forward, ten minutes back. Five minutes forward, ten minutes back. It's really weird, but it's... An incredible twist. It's a really good story, but if you watch it twice, you've no idea what's happening. You can't. You can't. You know the ending, but you don't know how you how how the film gets there. I've watched it five, six, seven times. I've watched it so many times, and I still don't know. There's one bit that I that I'm like, right, I know what's going to happen next. But the rest of the film, it's such a weird it's film to watch. Yeah. Do you do you think that these filmmakers ha- purposely insert a plot hole that can't be filled? um, to create to create a bit of uh, a mystery and think right well the viewer will never solve this so I sometimes I sometimes do think that so I think if you you have a a whole like no because that was just leaving it open ended Inception the the spinning top at the end that's just that's just an open ended story isn't it yeah so a pothole potholes like the um, eagles in Lord of the Rings why don't they just fly to the mountain although I saw something on on Facebook where people people were going you know um for whatever reason they couldn't, then when Gandalf was in uh, uh, Moria, yep. drops down the drops down the Castle Doom, he uh, he's he, say, he didn't say run you fools, he says fly you fools, <laughs> does he? <laughs> yes, yeah. But maybe they have no way of getting in touch with the eagles. Maybe uh, obviously there's no guarantee that even if they made it there, they'd be able to drop it over. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the it'd probably be um, now school all over the place anyway, but. Anyway, it wouldn't be a story if if they just flew over there because it'd yeah, be exactly, gone. In. Yeah, I think you'd, you'd have the massive party that which takes you forever, to, forever to read through, and then another hundred pages, and you're done. I think that's it. You, you, I think you've got to try and you've got to give them a bit of leeway. To, uh, I think as a, a, as a writer or a, uh, yeah, a film director or a, or, a, or a screenplay writer or whatever, you've got to try and you're battling with your own logic. Yeah, because you know, I suppose the more intelligent you are and the more reasonable you are the more your own reason is going to rebel against particular plots yeah. and stories. And ca- well, you've got you know, opinions on... Would, you know, our character would never do that, that would never happen. Like if I was writing a vampire film, I wouldn't include any kind of teenage lovey-dovey stuff like Twilight. That just wouldn't happen because I'd be fighting, I just wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my, vampire, my vampire story would end up being like Blade. Yeah. All rugged and... Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I see what um, I mean. So, but but then you've got, then you're thinking, well, will the viewer, will they be able to, if if I make everything follow the laws of the universe and follow the laws of physics and logic and everything, will they just be able to, be able to work it out before we get to the end? Yeah. Yeah. Unless I put in some plot, some plot hole or some something that's not quite. No matter how much you think about it, you're never gonna, you're never gonna get it. Inception was so good though. 
The Inception was very good. Inception yeah. was so but, good. I mean, but was, you watched I that. I was saying there was a plot hole in that. I can't think of it. Because I was so into that. I was working out, as the film was kind of going on, I mean, how you, long they have been like, on all the said, layers. I mean, all, 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 you've, all you have so to good. assume is that, that um, there's this technology that enables you to be in control of your actions when you're in a dream. And yeah. you can enter somebody else's dream. So as long yeah. as you as long as you assume that, then everything else works. Classes. I thought, you know, it, it's. I mean, also you have to assume that right when well, when they go down, when they go down a level in a dream, that the, the time's even longer. You know, yeah. it, it's a few seconds. You know, in the real world, when they're asleep yeah. dreaming, but that's not like that's, twenty years. Yeah, that's two not levels a massive. Down. That's not a massive jump because it does. You you, you do feel that. But then that could dream, be needed for the plot. Yeah. You know, and, and you've got the thing where, where, to... where the, the van goes off the bridge and they need that yeah, kick. Yeah. And, um, uh, no, very, very cool. Yeah. So, after watching Interstellar, because you've got, you've got, uh, you've mentioned your book about the assassin that you want to, the, the one to do. Start planning that thing, uh, So you started planning that one. You've got Pegasus 1, which is... I finished proofing that coming and, out. Uh, and editing that yesterday, so I've just got to wait for my final paperback proof. Okay. And then, so um, next week we can yeah. next week yeah. well I should get that by Friday or Saturday I think so okay. I should have a final read through that and then by by next week yeah and will that be available on Amazon yeah all on Amazon so every every country basically Kindle and paperback after 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 I finished watching because obviously I went to see Interstellar with you after I finished watching that did did the way that story unfolded and the way it was told give you any inspiration because we talked about inspiration and creativity last week did it give you any inspiration to change or alter or try to I don't want to say make more complicated but try to um, make the twist like a double twist or just just yeah kind uh, of grab well not in not in not in Pegasus 1 no I don't want Pegasus to rewrite that one Um, but uh, I kind of like I like I tend to like realistic sci-fi, so yes. the way I've the way I've um, written Pegasus is that this this could happen. Everything's reasonable, and the obstacles that they've got to overcome are just innate in the universe. Yeah. Well, you know this this say you know certain planets five light years away. Well, you know say you say you can get some propulsion system that you can travel close to the speed of light. Well, it's going to take you five six years to get there. Yeah. There's no way around that. Yeah, there's no you know there's no way around it. Um, you know, I, I don't in want the it same to... in the same way as Interstellar, it took them eight was it eighteen months. I think it was twenty one twenty one months to get to the wormhole. That's yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, because yeah, I think right, it yeah. took them it took them six to get to Mars. Yeah, I think it was six to get to Mars because then they used the slingshot to get to Saturn because yeah. the wormhole was out of Saturn. Then obviously they went through it and came. Then back. yeah, but the, even then, I mean, that just it, it's well, that's that's what I like about sci-fi is it's just the it, the possibilities are oh, pretty much infinite. You know, you've yeah. got, you've got. I mean, for anybody that plays any computer games, there's there's a a, a, a game in beaten right now called Elite Dangerous, um, and it's a space sim, but it's quite different from other ones in that they've modelled the entire Milky Way galaxy. So that's just ridiculous. So you go into the, it's it is incredible <laughs> though because you you go in and you think oh well yeah that's yeah there's just a few stars and and you. When you fly around and stuff, you can see the galactic center, and yep. you can see when you're above it. You can see, when when you're above the galactic plane, you can see yep. the, the the sort of uh, spread and stuff, and the arms and things. You think, oh yeah, you know that's just sort of background, but you can actually go to each one of those. Eventually, you can actually wow. go to each one of those. They've said, um, and just it, it, it's it's just the time to travel between stuff. Yeah, and you think, you know, I mean, 
in that particular game, you know, you can travel many times the speed of light. You can sort of do like a wormhole jump, and then you can you can travel at close to the speed of light within systems. Yeah, you know, within so you can do a wormhole jump between then, systems. And so you got go across yeah, kind of yeah. you got basically because I can't make two kind of, access. You've basically got it three speeds. You've got um, speed, you know, speeds of a few hundred meters per second where you'd be flying around space stations and flying into space stations yeah. and landing and stuff and yeah. flying down onto planets. So between, between orbital. Um, yeah, then you've got speed, uh, another another speed set where you'd be flying, uh, you know, from, say, like the Sun to Earth or from the yeah. Earth to Mars, that sort of distance. Yeah. Then you've got another one that you basically, you know, jump from system to system. Yeah, solar, solar system to solar system. But that, that, to me, just, you know, that's just... That's just one galaxy out of what two hundred billion universe, and it it it's to me it 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 just it just boggles the mind. You know, you can't comprehend how you try and comprehend how big it is. Oh, it's ridiculous! But um, I don't, our minds aren't. I mean, like, well, we'll talk about evolution, will we? Yeah. In a bit, in a bit, but it just you know, our minds aren't built to cope with that kind of so those many, distances so many or those. I mean, does in terms of. In terms of stupid numbers, there was something that was said that um, they've, if if all the laws that we can kind of um, say is true for the universe now, in that the terms that the universe is expanding, it's cooling, and then eventually it's going to get so cold that there's not going to be any movement, any life, no light. The last thing that will be alive will be photon, light, light photons and everything like that. So to get from now to that stage... <laughs> There are more. It's it's the the number of years it would take if you count uh, every atom that's in the universe at this moment as one year. There are. It would take more years than there are atoms in the entire universe to get for to it state. to get to that state. Yeah. <laughs> so, thing, I mean, anybody that says they know, anybody says they know a lot, or or that they, they know that there's a plan, or that they know oh. they know the mind of the. the I mean. Because it's one thing to, I mean, you could posit a, a deity that would be the creative universe. There's no, there's no way. I suppose there's no way empirically that you can prove that there isn't. But even if you, but a lot of people will, will then say, "Oh well, I know the mind of this deity." Well, come on, that that is pushing yeah. it a bit far to me. Did you see? Did you see the Brian Cox thing about uh, the human universe? Yeah, I've watched. I've watched about three of them so did far. Did you yeah. see the, um, the when they were talking about uh, the kids who were training to be Hindu priests? Yeah, and, and the, the, uh, things that the, the little thing they... The, it was something um, like... Um, the, u- the universe... The universe existed before the gods yeah, were created, created or something. Yeah. So they were kind of... They were, they were admitting that the universe wasn't created by a deity, but they believed a deity was in existence kind of thing. Yeah. So the universe was created, and then the deities ag- arrived. And I yeah. thought that was kind of cool, that Hindus kind of run on that way. Yeah, but I mean that that program is just it's, just it's incredible because they were talking about human evolution and um, the reasons why we've gone from ape to where we are now. And if you look at if you look at where at how long it's taken, it's taken us two hundred fifty thousand years, pretty much, to get from an ape to man now. So we've gone from an ape to or pretty much into space, or, to, or from a primitive human. Yeah. yeah. So a, a, a quarter of a quarter of a million years to get from a primitive human into a space-dwelling astronaut sort of thing, yeah. and that's a quarter of one percent of the whole age of the universe at the moment. 
Yeah, what did, yeah, what did you say it was? So, yes, that would be that would be a million years, wouldn't it? So, oh, it's, well, it's less than that. Yeah. It's much less than a quarter of a percent. Yeah, That's much less. Got to be. But I suppose but, yeah. human progress and things are, are it, it is exponential, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's uh, there, there's laws in there's those uh, uh, computer laws, aren't there? That, that um, the amount of memory and things that a computer has, or the, uh, the amount of processes that a computer is able to do, oh, is, and then the brain. is exponential. Yeah. There is a there is a name for it. I, I, I mean, obviously, people listening will probably know, but um, yeah, there's a name for it. Um, that it's it's not it's not linear. Progress isn't linear. It's always exponential. Yeah. You know, because they went, you went from what the Wright brothers flying in sort of you know early 1900s and stuff, um, to, you know, to man setting foot on the moon 1969, yeah, 1969. and you know, Bang. sixty, you know, sixty years. Um, but I suppose the principles are, yeah, principles are, are much the same. Because they're saying that obviously the the search for extraterrestrial life, they went and looked at at one um, percent of the Earth's uh, of the sky. They looked at one percent, and they found ten thousand habitable planets, or planets that were in the habitable zone, yeah. round a sun that was similar to ours. So you can't have <clears throat> you can't have life around a pulsar because the gravitational pull would be too big. You can't have life around a blue giant or a white giant or anything like that because of the gravitational pull and the the energy and the radiation that's in the system would then be too much. Yeah, they're talking about red so dwarfs. So there have to be yeah, red well. red dwarfs. Radiation would be too much. Um, too great. They were arguing that red dwarfs could have habitable planets if they could get over the radiation uh, differences. Um, but they were saying that sons of sons of our class, which I think is class M, they were saying there was class know, M, something yeah, like that. Uh, they were saying that sons of our class, if you looked at one percent, kind of a little square of the, the sky, they found ten thousand planets uh, orbiting a sun similar to ours that were in a habitable zone. So if you then multiply that over the the entire sky, you get billions. Yeah. But intelligent life is so much more rare. There was yeah, there was because about those evolutionary bottlenecks, weren't they? Yeah. Um, but the the way to get an intelligent life because life life can exist as a single cell bacteria, but then to get from a single cell bacteria into an intelligent life. It has to be a, a single, it only has to happen once on the planet, but it's a single random act of two single cells combining and not killing each other. So two two bacterial cells combining, mm. getting on almost, and then dividing and multiplying everything, and that's the start of intelligent life, as it were. It's interesting, I remember Richard Dawkins saying something like, um, it's just, you, we've got everybody on, on Earth looking for, you know, about abiogenesis, you yeah. know, the, the start of life. Um, looking for you know plausible theories of, of, of how it started, and he says, well, you know, it, it could it could have been an exceedingly rare event. He says, yeah. so what what you want is not a plausible theory. He says you want an implausible, implausible, implausible one because it 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 only has to happen once. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, what he was saying is that you know a lot of people will point that it's it's so unlikely. Well, that could well be true, but but you know a star exploding is very unlikely. Yeah. But because the universe is so vast. The you chances have it of it happening all the time. Yeah, you know, I think it's. I think a star explodes something like once every hundred years per galaxy. Okay, which is hardly anything. Yeah, but Lawrence Krauss said if you have a dime-sized, or, you know, penny-sized hole, you know, uh, if you hold your hand up in the sky and look at that, you'll see a hundred thousand galaxies. So every, you know, every night you can see sort of, you know, yeah, uh, a number of stars explode just because this universe is so vast. Is there something that's extremely rare? 
becomes extremely common. Yeah, across the expanse of a whole universe. Yeah. Um, talk about right. the stars, actually. I, I, I don't know how true it is, but it, 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 somebody said that there's more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on Earth. Yes. Which could well be true. Yeah. Because I would imagine so. You've got a, what, what is it? There was, there was some... 100 billion galaxies? 100 billion, something like that. So two to, I don't think two, it was two in to the trillion. Two to four hundred billion stars in each one. It's a big, it's a big yeah, number. That's, that's lots. 18 zeros. It's a big number. <laughs> it's, it's too many. Mm. Like I say, it's just too many to comprehend. It's too many to get your I head mean, around. The, the, it, it is interesting. I, I think the the I think the religious argument was a, a little bit more sound when back when even when Einstein was around doing his equations because you've, you, they they only knew that they that they their picture of the universe was um, that there was one galaxy, yep. static and eternal, yep. surrounded by nothing else. Yeah. Um, so the interesting thing is. In the far future, galaxies, obviously all, all galaxies are moving away from each other. Galaxies that are twice as far away from us are moving twice as fast away from us yep. and all the rest of it. Um, the space they're moving in, or the, the space is, ex- can expand faster than the speed of light and not breaking laws of physics because it's not any physical thing that's moving. It's the space within them that's expanding faster. So Lawrence Krauss has said, what you'll, what you'll get is in, in the far, far future, I'm talking probably hundreds of millions, billions of years, People on Earth or another planet will look out into the night sky and see nothing. And see nothing. Now, to them, there'll be a single galaxy surrounded by infinite darkness, mm-hmm. a void, a static universe. Because they're, because those galaxies will be receding away from them faster than the speed of light. Yeah. So the light from them will never reach their telescopes. Yeah. So they'll, they'll, they'll draw a picture. So at some point, of the all universe. the stars will get dimmer yeah. and dimmer and dimmer and then just vanish. Over, over, I, I don't over. think they'd even get dimmer. I think they'd just one day you just wouldn't see them. They'd just disappear. No, they would, wouldn't they? Because the wavelength would just be so fast yeah. out that the light wouldn't would never reach you. But um, obviously, that's going to be because of the speed of light and everything. That will be after they actually go too far to be able to see. Yeah, because so the light's if, already if traveling. If it, if it happens, <laughs> and, then you, and then you have a, a civilization that grows up, and they 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 might discover quantum mechanics, discover relativity, discover all, all, all the things in physics, look at, build telescopes, look out into the universe and think, well, well there's, no, there's no other galaxies. There's nothing there, we're not looking at anything. So, it, it, it's, it's interesting. It, he, like, Krauss said something like, um, we live in a very special time. Uh, the only time that we can observationally verify that we live in a very special time. <laughs> because but he says, that, that comes back to uh, one of the reasons why they were, talk- well, they were all arguing about human evolution. Well, not arguing, but explaining is that um, at some point we became uh, conscious and and had to have some kind of language or communication to be able to pass on skills like make, making a spear. We had to be able to that that create that the ability to create a spear back in four hundred thousand years ago um, had to be passed down the generation. So we had to have some kind of communication. And as soon as we had writing, as soon as we were able to write something down. We could then pass on complex um, intelligence and complex people facts don't have to do it down again. the generations. So it took away That's right, the yeah. fact of having to remember. Because he was, 
Brian Cox was uh, was in uh, Kazakhstan, wasn't he? Waiting yeah. for his crew to return, and he, and he showed the, the standard equation and things. Yeah. He says, "I know these equations." He yeah. says, "Because, because of the hundreds of th- maybe thousands of people before me that have expanded on them and yeah. found out yeah. those initial laws and everything." He said, "If I had to work out now without this, that prior knowledge from nothing, first I'd have to work out all the equations myself, and yeah. then with, then only then I could apply them to uh, uh, you know getting a rocket into the into the atmosphere yeah. or in, yeah. into orbit and stuff." He says, "You'd never do it." The ability to actually write down is one yeah. of the one of the reasons um, why we why we've grown so quickly. But it was the the interesting idea was um, like like you said it was the evolutionary bottleneck. It was every every forty thousand years the Earth's orbit because the Earth's not completely spherical. The Earth wobbles on its orbit, so the axis wobbles. So at the moment it's pointing at the North Star. Everybody knows that the North Pole points to the North Star, but because of the wobble, uh, that changes. So it points at a different place in the sky, and every forty thousand years, because of the uh, because of the wobble and then uh, the orbit around the sun and the influence of Jupiter and everything, the the orbit of the Earth gets so elliptical, and then the rotation of the Earth gets so elliptical that it creates an evolutionary intense environment, um, which they think, or they're arguing that that uh, is the case, that they think kind of spurred on human evolution. So every 40,000 years, they've got skulls from, I think it was the Great Rift Valley. They've got skulls that they've found over there. And every 40,000 years, because they've been carbon dated or whatever, uh, the human brain size got larger and larger. So it went from oh, yeah. 400 that's cc's. Really, that's really interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't went from 400 I don't think I was paying attention to, when they said that. But that was incredible. Was, I had to watch it two or three times. Absolutely incredible. Mm. Um, I mean, whether they'll... Whether they'll uh, ever know exactly how it happened I mean I suppose they don't really need to they might never do um, but as long as they understand I mean you know they understand the process behind it I think it's um, yeah uh, but it was an interesting idea that the earth and mother nature kind of thing forced forced evolution to happen mm. forced the humans to evolve quickly he's also saying something that that if you know, if the asteroid that, or, or whatever yeah. was asked to kill the dinosaurs if that if that was you know yeah. chance to well, not chances are, but we wouldn't be because there's, there's a, you know, that, it wouldn't have turned out the same. Was it an interstellar or was that something that I was listening to as well that said that life can't, life can't um, exist in a, in a system with a black hole as a sun because the random uh, acts of the system are no longer in effect. Because the black hole sucks everything in, so the chances of a meteorite hitting a planet and starting an explosion or starting an evolutionary thing true, yeah. because that's doesn't you, happen you, you because the black hole you know, just you sucks need, them all in. So it needs need, those random events. Yeah, yeah, you need events for. for I think uh, that might be Brian Cox as well. I suppose the more things you have happen in a in a in a system, then the greater chance that there are for. I suppose it needs to be a balance, and there can't be too many things happening. Yeah. Otherwise, it just gets bombarded all, you know all the time. You know, I mean, yeah. If you, if you have if you're a planet without much of an atmosphere, then there's nothing to burn. You know, yeah. Maybe it just gets hit all the time, too much. Whereas your Earth has an atmosphere, so a lot of you know bus-sized rocks might just get burnt up. Yeah. You know, if, if they're travelling at 20, 30, 40,000 miles an hour. Um, yeah, definitely might. I mean, yeah, I'll have to watch, I think it's 4 you've and got, 5. You've got then. to watch it. It's, yeah. I, I can't remember what it is called now. I think it's called Human Universe. Yeah, yeah, it's Human Universe. Human yeah. Universe. Very good. Rocks. Odd number out of this, five, five episodes. I yeah, think. I'm hoping there's going to be six. I don't think there is, is there? No, it seems like an odd number. Uh, so six is normally like... Because I think it was on Sunday. 
It's just sort of the standard thing, isn't it? Really? So it should have been out. Because uh, I've got Wonders of the Solar System and Wonders of the Universe. Mm. Um, and they're, they're both awesome. I think I think Universe was only five or four or five episodes, but Wonders of the Solar System was six. That was incredible. Mm. I can watch that all the time. Yeah. Cool. What, was, uh, what do you have next? What about loads, haven't we? Yeah, we have got loads. Yeah. Um, guitars. I've got I've got a plan to make uh, uh, make a guitar body. So I've got what is it? A PV. It's like a PV Stratocaster. PV, copy, PV Stratocaster yeah. copy. It was it was basically it was a guitar that was twenty pounds from a friend with an amp. Um, because I wanted to play the guitar. I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. And I was talking to a friend, and he said, "Oh, you can have that." Um, so how's your? Because you've ordered a. I've ordered a. Uh, a uh, they, well, they, the model they call it is a Crusher. So a Crusher seven string from a, a company in Poland called Ran, R A N. Did I hear um, that you've had one before? I have had a Ran before, yeah, years ago when they were a lot cheaper, and I don't think the quality was as, as good. Um, but apparently, the quality now is meant to be incredible, absolute top notch. Yeah, because I follow them on Facebook now because of yeah because they've of the got photos a, you've yeah, got a good, good few thousand, well, fifty thousand followers on yeah. Facebook now. Yeah, very very good company. Darius just gets straight back to you. You know, I mean, it might be a couple of days or so, but I think it's always just him that answers. So yeah. I guess it's, it's a very small, very That's small company. Cool, I think they only put a few guitar. I mean, mine's going to be sort of 10, 12 months build time. Um, Did you get anywhere with the inlay on your on the neck, on the fretboard? Because you wanted, what was it? You wanted, well, it, 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 in what alphabet? In Kyrillic. Which is? So if anybody doesn't know, my, my second name is spelled K-A-L-Y-M. Um... So that's it's a very well it's, it's a unique name. Same as mine, which is F R O S I N, which is yeah. um, kind of Polish. So yeah, so yeah, so my <coughs> my, my granddad was from Ukraine and came over when he was well, a teenager, really, in you know, Second World War and stuff. Um, yeah, fourteen or fifteen, I think. Yeah, at least uh, yeah, no, no older than that. Um, so because the the critic alphabet has obviously there's more more characters, more letters, but that's because every um, so they, ha- the... they have a character for every sound. So where we 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 might have okay. ch for yeah. ch, they yeah, actually just have a single character for something like that. Um, so he needed he needed to um, just translate the, the his name from Kyrillic into into English, and the closest approximation is K A L Y M. So any letters. So Kyrillic that, is the national language alphabet of Ukraine. Is that right? Uh, well, it's it's a it's a it's an alphabet that's used in a few different languages. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Kyrillic is is you know it's used in, you know, for Russian. All um, oh, right. Uh, yeah, Ukraine. A lot of the a lot of those Baltic states. Yeah, places um, a lot of language. But a lot the, a lot of the letters are are the same. So A's. Is, but for me, the K is the same. The A has the same sound. Yeah. Um, the L is actually kind of like a, a, a like, almost like a square root sign, like a J, with yeah. a with a line across the top and then another vertical line towards okay. the right. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, like oh, well, yes, it's sort of. So like is it pronounced thing. the same? But yeah, basically, yeah. So the name is still pronounced Callum. Yeah, I think we're going to say it's like Ka Lim, so it's Callum. So and the Y um, <coughs> is uh, a backwards N in the in the backwards N. Yeah, backwards N, and then the M is exactly the same. So I was going to have that on, you know, going down. Yeah. yeah if you have got the guitar sort of sitting there, point, with the headstock yeah, pointed yeah, to the ceiling, just have K on the first fret, um, on you know, yeah first fret position. So did you get anywhere with that? Because you sent me a picture, and I thought that. You... Well, I'll send it. I'll send it to my mock-up, just saying, you know, would this be possible to do? I mean, that was only yesterday, so he hasn't got back to me yet, but um, it should be possible to do. 
He won't have. He won't have started the. Because they had. Um, he they won't had, have started the fretboard yet. At they all. had a picture of a fretboard that uh, they were working on. It was all really intricate and kind of almost Celtic design. Did you see it. the? Did you see the? the really bits. cool. Did you see the skeleton one? No. There's a skeleton one in it, and uh, Darius put up a picture. I'm not kidding you. There was probably about two hundred bits. What two in the fretboard? Top. Well, no, he just had a pile of 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 um of mother of pearl bits, all oh, different, wow. sh- all different shapes. And they actually fitted in the fretboard. He said, "You know, he, he, the po- the, the caption was something like, you know, jigsaw, jigsaw time starts now or something, you yeah. because he had to put everything in. But it looked, it looked wow. amazing. Obviously, you pay for that sort of thing, but oh, yeah. their inlay work is is pretty, pretty top notch these days, I think. Um, yeah, because it'd be kind of cool if you could get a really nice, a really kind of cool font, uh, slightly more, yeah, that's slightly more was, curly. Yeah, I did, almost, I did, um, I did, aggressive. Aggressive. Yeah, I did, I did find one actually." Um, um, something a bit more sort of Russian looking yeah. or acrylic looking because it would look really cool but that's, I just thought the font looked a bit too um, and that way it personalised it a bit more because my, yeah. my the one I had before was just uh, well yeah but it, it <laughs> just it looked like a, just a standard yeah. crusher yeah. and I just wanted a bit more personalised you know? so did you have a crusher last time? no no I had a a, a, a model they call the Invader um, which is just a flying V single pickup single volume knob um, at pointy headstock yeah. straight up yeah. So, so I mean, the headstock was basically just a bigger size version of the body. It was just you know, flying V, yeah. black flying V, ebony fretboard, di- uh, diamond inlays. Cool. Um, it was well. awesome. Yeah, it did. Yeah, but I, I wasn't good enough to, to sort of take advantage of it. If that makes sense. Okay. See, that's why I'm not really worried worried about the sound quality because I'm never going to be. I wish I'd never got rid of it though. I wish I'd never got rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never. If I could find it, if I could find it again, I'd I'd get another one. Or I'd buy it off the person. Um, I've, I've the odd occasion I've looked on eBay just to you know yeah. run Invader maybe it'll come up I don't know. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not worried about the sound quality, which is why I mean no no disrespect at all to Ram, but they were posting up pictures of the body, uh, and I was like, oh, if I could find a bit of wood, I could do that. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be their quality at all, but mm. I mean the sound quality is irrelevant for me because I just kind of sit here and strum and, and try and learn. Mm. Um, eventually, in ten years' time, maybe I'll maybe I'll be able to tell the difference, but. I was like, yeah, I really want to have a go at that. So mm. I want to try and get the, the horn at the top. I'm going to try and get that horn longer. Um, but then, then kind of transplant all the uh, all the pickups and and parts into the into another body. I just think it'd be kind of cool. A little bit of a project over winter. A very winter. cool project, yeah. Bit of project and you've got the winter. thing there. Yeah, it's a bolt on neck. You'll be able to do a car thing. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easily doable. Yeah. So uh, projects, multiple multiple projects. Kind yeah, of running, yeah, we're going to talk about concurrent projects, multiple we? projects. Um, because I remember when you first, I first started chatting to you and stuff. What a, what a long time ago! I think I had a, a number of projects, books and ideas and things concurrently. I think right. I, had a, I think I had an app idea that I was doing. Um, <laughs> we still, still never done that app. We said we were going to do an app, didn't we? Yeah, I just don't have the time. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I would like to do something like one day, but I, I can't. I can't. Um, I can't justify pouring money and time into it when I don't know that it's going to be a, yeah, a no, totally, success. Totally. Uh, whereas books, I know I, can, I know I can write, and that's something I really enjoy, and I know I can, I know I can at least make a uh, make an okay living out of it. Well, I mean, Pegasus. Um, for those of you who who are into sci-fi, I've got I've told all my friends about it, uh, and they're all kind of keen to to have a read cool. when it comes out. But it is well, I'll, very I'll, very cool. Well, I'll do a, I'll I'll do a saying, free. Um, uh, uh, Amazon allow me to do a. Uh, I think you get about. 
a total of five days where you can put the book up for so the Kindle version for free. So what I'm going to do is do a, maybe a couple, two or three days when it actually releases, yeah. and then probably do a two or three days just after Christmas because everybody gets their e-readers then. Okay. You know, and people get Kindle devices. And so do you think it'll be out for next Tuesday? Because then we can do a Polymath podcast Ooh, exclusive. Uh, well, not really an exclusive, but we can let everybody know that you can get it for free. Yeah, for, it could be. Yeah, yeah. Should be able yeah, to get it, it out be, for next Tuesday. Yeah, I, I, the proof should get to me by this weekend. I'm going to give. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give a proof to to, to uh, my friend Katie because she reads ridiculous, ridiculously right. fast. Yeah, um, and she's a very smart cookie as well. So she'll be able to just any mistakes or anything, or if yeah. something's a flow, she'll be able to, be able to you know know yeah. right away. I think she told me we're still only halfway through it. I lent, I lent her um, the first the first book in Game of Thrones. I mean, that's like a thousand pages or whatever. Yeah, she told me she took four books on holiday, that and three other ones. I've read them all. A nine day holiday, finished them all. Wow. I was like, you're joking. No, no, yeah, I did. So I mean, now I read The Da Vinci Code in a week. That's kind of the latest book. I read that. Book, I read that. The yeah, latest book that I can remember reading. I mean, that was still five years ago. But that's the latest book I can remember reading quickly. Yeah. Because I used to read ridiculously quickly. And obviously, you kind of just go, go out of out of mm. uh, skill and out of practice a little bit. But that was the last book I remember reading quickly. Yeah. And I read that in a, in a week, which isn't particularly quick. But that's, still, yeah, still that's insane. Yeah, very, very quick. So, yeah, I thought it should be perfect to, yeah. to hand over to... Uh, has she, has she read dad, dad's finished reading it. Uh, sorry? Has she read another proof, or is it just this one? No, no, this, just this one, yeah. Cool. Um, I think Siobhan's going to read um, read this one as well. She did yeah. start reading the other one, but she wants to read the sort of the, the, finished the one that's one. closest to the yeah. finished one, yeah. Um, that was where I wanted to go. But, yeah, for me... Uh, I'm yeah, halfway through. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, for me, <laughs> c- concurrent projects, is it, it's... I'm the type of person that has a lot of ideas and I don't want to just go, I don't want to do it, I don't want to not do anything and think, right, I'll just, I'll remember that. Yes. You know, I, if I have an idea and, and it starts to flow, then I'll just write as much as I can on that. If it then stops, I'll just go, right, okay, I'll put it aside and just save it in a file somewhere. Yeah. So on my computer, I have, I have uh, current projects on hold um, and completed projects. So, you know, my completed projects so have... So do you try, when, when you get those, do you try and write them on the computer or do you try and write them in fact? Because this is where I'm... At the moment, because I'm, I'm the same, I've got so much stuff going on in my head. I'm, I try to get, um, and I've, I've never been a, a writer down. I've, I've never been somebody who writes stuff down uh, until recently. And I've been really trying to get... You mean physically write stuff Yeah, down, physically write things yeah. down, or, or even on a computer. Right. Uh, I've been trying to get recently into the habit of having... Uh, I mean, I started with one book and just try to write down everything that I was thinking about, and it just kind of ended up in a bit of a mess. And I think we talked about, just before we started this, that I was going to, I don't know whether you were as well, I think you were, going to try and have yeah. a book per project, or a book per yeah. kind of idea thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I mean, yeah, obviously, for, obviously the people can't see, but Chris bought me a, uh, a Destiny notebook uh, for my birthday, which was a few, well, well, uh, so a few weeks ago, yeah, a few weeks ago. Um, and it's probably I don't know how many pages is that one. I don't know. What do you Two hundred pages, three hundred pages. Just you know, small sort of fifty, two hundred. Yeah, yeah, small sort of A five, cream coloured paper, no lines, no lines or anything. Um, and I, and I bought one for myself as well for the same reason that I wanted to try and have something because it's always nice to write things down in cool books. I think. Yeah. Like if you go if you go and get a notepad from Wilco's or something, uh, or Walmart if you're in America, just go and get like a ten cents or a ten p. You never like writing down it, so it's got to be a cool. Yeah, and, to write and things fair, I mean, Sharon encouraged me to do it because she says, you know, it's just better for you, and she's she's right. You know, she turned out to be right. Yeah, it's it's more tactile. 
it's uh, and for me th this book now will be um, the one that I'll I'll write all my ideas down for the um, uh, the solar system trilogy series whatever it's going to be you know that, that this is going to be your Lord, your Lord of the Rings yeah kind of yeah we we're talking about that as well yeah. having this is going to be your so for, so for me I've had smaller projects that have always been leading up to a bigger one so yeah. I had um, a pull-up book, uh, a push-up book, core training book, leg training book, lots of other different types of smaller yeah. e-books and things. Um, Which led into. Yeah, and it all led into uh, uh, you know this complete calisthenics book um, that was... Which is know, available for purchase now on Amazon. It is, yeah. Price, Amazon, 20, yeah. How much? No, it's just cheaper, actually. I think is it's it? about £13, £13 or something, which yeah, will yeah, be, I don't know, $18 or something like that. Because Amazon put... Yeah. The publisher sets a price, but then Amazon always put a discount on. So depending on how many that they sell... Or how many that they, oh, okay. they they must have some algorithm yeah, yeah. to work out how many they can sell to, to to still keep the make money and just but just to get the book out there. I mean, it's, cool. it's totally out of my hands. That's cool. Um, so if any yeah, if anybody buys it and thinks, oh, why is it? You know, why is Ash set the price at this one day and that the next day? It's not me. It's Amazon have it and they just yeah. They literally do whatever they want with it. Because that's one thing that I do um, occasionally. I'll, I'll, if I find something on Amazon, I'll watch it for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and then when they're it, just yeah, yeah. So yeah, things. so do that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, don't don't feel bad about, about getting it cheap. So yeah, go on. That was leading. So all your yeah. So they were all leading. You know, they, they were sort of maybe a maximum of twelve, fifteen thousand words. Some of some of the big ones, and then you know, Calisthenics was sort of eighty thousand words, and it was without how many how many pictures did we take? Four, five hundred. Yeah, we I think, I, gave, I, think, I think I delivered six hundred photos. That's right. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I used all of them. But I used a fair number. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of like, <laughs> but now that, that was kind of well. like that was kind of like my Lord of the Rings in terms of like fitness books. It was yeah. the one that I was I was building up to and I worked. That was your end game it. almost. Yeah. Um, so now I've got I've I've got this Pegasus one cycle novel out. That's sort of eighty thousand words. You know, just a normal, just three hundred pages, normal sort of yeah. novel size. Um, I've got this Assassin book, which is probably a little bit shorter. That might be a bit more of a short story. It is um, without reading the last line because I still don't know. It is three hundred and three. Three, yeah. 303 pages. Um, so yeah, then I've got, I've got a couple of other novel ideas, but uh, for me, I don't feel ready to dive right into this big, yeah, trilogy, uh, not trilogy or series. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I'm. Um, uh, I mean, you were enough, even, yeah, you were or, even learning when you were doing the Pegasus that, kind of like scribbling down every last little piece of information that you could think of, and you started doing. Was it the the Assassin one, you started doing that. Like yeah, so this morning I had... to write down every last I think I've got four scene. I've got four files now, I think. I've got, um, in my... In my uh, I'm calling it uh, Zephyr, or the Zephyr. Probably, yeah. probably just Zephyr, this assassin story, story about this assassin. Um, I've got four files on my computer. I've got... I take it the fact that he's an assassin isn't a twist, because you've just given that away. No, 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 he's an assassin. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, yeah, he's an assassin. Yeah, that's not the twist. Page, page one, line one. An assassin is, sat on the train. The twist you'll never, yeah, you'll never, you'll never really guess. You'll never really guess. It. No one will guess the twist. Um, but uh, he's actually Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's um, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got kind of like the manuscript file that, that that I'm writing the chapters in, or just writing test chapters or sample chapters. Um, I've got uh, plot ideas, which are just. Random ideas I've just written down. It can be anything and everything. Most of them won't make the cut. It, it, I'm just. It's just me just going. Oh, well, what if this could happen? What if this could happen? Then I've got um, characters where I build like a character. Uh, you know, it's just a single document where I build all the character bios yeah. in like a sort of a, uh, an Excel table. So I'll have their name yeah. on the left and their age and and some of the some of the character traits and stuff. Obviously, if it's a more important character, I'll do more on that. 
cool. Or whatever. Just just so I know. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, because otherwise things, you... things like getting the train ticket prices and stuff, so that you know how much change you exactly, like, have yeah. in your pocket. Um, and, it's just... and then I've got one that I've started to do for uh, potential scenes. So um, the way I'm trying to imagine this is, is it's as if it is a screenplay, and if it's, it's, it's going to be a film. Um, because for me, that I way, to ask you, is there a difference between writing a screenplay and writing a novel in terms of process and telling the story? Uh, well, I mean, I've got I've got a program called the Final Draft. Um, there, because there's a very good all, website, and I've that's all syntax, it. isn't it? So the syntax is going to be different because you need like square bracket so and so says square bracket. So that's the syntax of actually telling the story. Yeah, there's, a, there's actually a, the going going through the process of telling the story. Is that still going to be the same? Well, I've read. Or do for, you have to move things? I've read for a, a screenplay that no scene you shouldn't be able to take any scene out and the story remain much largely the same. You every, should be able to. No, you, sh- no, you, you should be able to. So every, so every scene, scene, got in, to every be... scene in the screenplay should be vital for the story. Right. If the story isn't progressing within that scene then somewhere, you drop that scene. Th- then it shouldn't really be there. Right, okay. Because it's kind of like... Because then obviously you've got the three-act, the typical three-act thing of act one coming up, second scene, act two in the middle, um, developing, and then the act three, the big finale kind of thing. Is that... Are there, are there other... Because I don't know. Are there other... Um, Layouts. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm not really sure. I've not, not, I've not, not had. Not I've started to write a, a screenplay um, that I'm probably going to call something like the Patrol. Uh, yeah, maybe just the Patrol or Patrol. Um, and I wanted it to be a very very simple premise in that um, it's the last uh, company or last troop of of, of um, men in a military unit. Um, I I might te- I might tend towards like Royal Marines or something a bit more yeah. UK based instead of American Marines or something because I think that's been done to death really. Um, not that there's anything wrong with US Marines, but it's it's it. Steven Seagal they have the, that's they have the same they have the same <laughs> character. You know that those guys have the same character. It's the American yeah. attitude and stuff, and the British attitude is very different. Yeah. Um, uh, you know I saw I saw there were a couple of US Marines that were on base when I was um, down at Limpston just for a short time, and they were just very, very different. Big, much bigger guys. Um, weren't necessarily worried too much about walking with loads and loads of weight because it wasn't something that they ever used to do. Yeah. Not, not from, from my understanding. Anyway, um, they're just, just different characters, just totally different characters. Yeah. And it, yeah. it was um, so I thought it'd be interesting to do it from that point of view. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be the last troop of the last tour, and that it was, would, would have been the last patrol that they would have done before they go home. Okay. So, you know, there's a few conflicts there and things. And I started to try and write it as a screenplay, but it was... I think the thing that I was battling with was um, I didn't really know how to... I still don't really know how to use Final Draft properly. Yeah, which is the screenplay which is screen, writing yes, application kind of thing. Yeah, it almost somewhere. does it all for you, but I don't know enough about the program. I don't okay. know enough about uh, uh, how a screenplay should look to It would be interesting it. to know, because... So I did I think imagine, about I did think about writing the novel writing the novel yeah. version first. I would imagine that Christopher Nolan it. and Jonathan Nolan, yeah, guessing at the greatest screenwriters of, all, of our generation. But I'm guessing that they would go through a similar process that you were going through, starting your novels, like getting everything written down and and all that. Because I, I know Christopher Nolan has kind of set, come out and said that he planned Inception to the nth degree in like a million notebooks before he wrote yeah. the screenplay. I think he'd have to do something like that. Yeah. And I think I'd want. I, I like being able to, but I can't. I, I can imagine them writing the screenplay without having written a novel, as it were, because they uh, yeah, they yeah. know. I mean, maybe that's maybe a, that's what I do. I'm a storyteller. I mean, Shawan was saying, oh, you know, it would make a good novel. Um, 
Troll. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe would, but I mean, I don't know really. I think a novel's slightly different from a from a screenplay. I think you do yeah. things in the screenplay that wouldn't necessarily happen. You, 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 you have to be writing for the camera a little bit. Yeah, more, you, you have to insert events. You know, you have to like, oh well, you know, they get ambushed or they call in air support or blah blah blah. You know, some of those things might not happen. You know, they might be walking around. You know, patrol might go on for twelve hours with nothing happening. And I suppose it's a little bit more the same, a little bit more along the lines of you've got to be aware of what you can do on the screen as well. Like if you're if yeah, you're absolutely. doing a, if you're making a film for twenty thousand pounds, then you're not going to say right, we're going to now call in air support because the special effects to call in air support for a yeah. ten second screen. Isn't Whereas it? I mean, I, I had a, I've got a very definite scene in mind of of uh, I've always liked the A ten tank buster. Yes, and they're yeah they're used a lot in, in <laughs> Afghanistan. And if you go on YouTube, you can see lots of, oh lots of stuff and have a very distinctive sound. I think and, we sat um, in front of your TV for about half an hour watching yeah, hog videos yeah. on YouTube. And it's they have a very insane. distinctive sound. And I, and I, Absolutely insane. I think that there's a there was a scene in Jarhead. Yeah. Where they where they circle back round, um, and I thought that was quite cool, and that sort of showed. But I don't think the power of them has really been replicated on screen. Okay, that's that's what I wanted to go for with the patrol. I don't think. But the, is that re- is that your? I don't think that's not fire, really. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, well, apart from when I went to see Fury, now that was. That oh was, yeah, you were raving about Fury. That was pretty you? epic in terms of the visceral element of it. Yeah. Um, but I'd never seen anything like it. I, I mean, whether it's just that. that screen. I don't think that's out anymore. I think it must be. It must be. I can't remember. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not on the X Plus screen. That was really cool, actually. I like that X Plus screen. It was good. But yeah, I. I don't know really. I think it's. I think that. uh, I think they're all. All those projects are kind of like a build up, and I think I'll. I'll continue writing ideas and stuff, um, and then maybe like, uh, maybe the plot will just sort of, organically evolve over time, and then in five years it'll just be like, right, Ash, well, you know. Here it is. You can write, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, you know, this, this Destiny notebook is full now. You've got all these posters on the walls and stuff, and all these. I mean, I've got names and places all stuck all on my wall at home. It's almost so that you've got a, a a mind's eye of anywhere in your little universe that you've created that you can go anywhere and tell that part of the story. Yeah, without, if you think about, without having to think about the Star worry Wars about universe. It, it down. The Star Wars universe is is the thing. It just so happens that George Luke, George Lucas is telling, you know, Luke Skywalker's story. Yeah, but yeah. he could have just been easily. He could he could have chosen another story or, or written another story set in the Star Wars universe. I think it would have been just as popular. Yeah. Because yeah, people they like lightsabers. They like Ewoks. They like <laughs> they like Chewbacca. They like you know the 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 um the Millennium Falcon. They like they like all these things. You know, and I think they're the um yeah. So for me, the setting is sometimes just as important as, as the plot. So do you find? Writing things down, do you? Do you? Because I was saying I wanted to try and find a book per, not project, but a book per area. So I want to find a, uh, I want to have a book for automotive photography, a book yep. for sports photography, a book for portrait photography, and things like that. Um, do you find, or are you finding now that it's easier to, or more beneficial to write things down in a book, uh, specific for a project, or yeah. can you vary them? Um, I mean, I've got loads Brian of notebooks. Cox, must Brian... have about ten of them. I mean, some of them yeah. are half full, some oh, wow. of them are completely okay. full. But uh, I think I will do now. Yeah, because Brian Cox was saying that the one thing about writing things down so that we could pass it on from the generation is it also took 
uh, took the stress out of the brain for having to remember it. I don't have to remember this anymore. It is now written down. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously something that I've never I think it's something... really grasped because it's always been in my head. I've always been working from my head. I think you do get something like that, and I'm like that to a certain extent. So, but I, I like to be, I like to be organised. Like I, I get the the I, the things I stress about when say like right, it's assassin, but the things I stress about aren't maybe what you can, you know, for anyone that's listening. I don't really stress about having to write it. Yeah. It's not like I'm thinking, oh bloody hell, how am I going to start this chapter? So the writing comes out. Going, writing comes out, no problem. It's it's organising the plot. And making sure I know every single little yeah. right. Well, I know what happens at this stage. I know what's happening here. That's that's the that's the difficult part for me. Sometimes I get stuck on that bit. So I never really get writer's block. I get like planner's block. Right. <laughs> if you will, which sounds strange, but um... so is that more like so planner's block? If if you're if you don't plan it, then I'm guessing that. Well, I'm not, I'm not guessing at all. If you don't plan it, then the story would have possibly more holes in it. Because yeah. you scribble it out, you throw That's it out. That's what happened there. with Pegasus. I had to do uh, numerous Did rewrites and, and fix plot holes, new chapters. Uh, so, what kind of process, pre process, did you do with Pegasus? I had a. Well, the story changed. I, I had an initial. I wanted them to um, go into the cosmos. I wanted them to, uh, to build a new rocket. I wanted them to launch. I wanted them to do all this sort of stuff. And I knew what sort of twist I wanted at the end, more or less. Um, but I didn't. I didn't know too much about the characters. I didn't know too much about the setting, uh, and I started to write before I really worked any of those things okay. out, and it made it much more difficult. Right. Um, but that's that's the kind of thing that you you need to, or you are learning. Yeah. That's then going to help your soul, yeah. your solar system trilogy. Because I'll I'll do this whole planning thing for this assassin book, and I've got I've got a. Uh, um, I can't think what I've got now. Oh yeah, I've got another sci-fi. Idea. Another one. Probably going to be. I think I said Ancients Landing, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That as well. Yeah, and I then that. I had another idea for. Uh, well, I thought I've got a lot of forty, fifty thousand words is. written for Stone written for a, for a novel called like a fan, not fantasy. That would still be medieval. Uh, medieval fiction. It, it, it's Viking fiction. I don't know. It's a definitely a genre, but I can't think. Like of mythic what. mythic fiction. More or less. It's no, like there's no dragons in it. You don't want dragons in it, do you? No, no, but it, it's it's not it's not Earth. It, it's a place similar to Earth, but it's not Earth. Right. Okay. Um, oh, that's the one that you've drawn the map out, isn't it? Yeah, that's one of the first things I did. So I got that as well. So I, I figure if I do all of that, then I'll know whether okay, well this process works now. I know that if I plan it this way, if I write in a notebook, and I know it works. Yeah. And it's, if it doesn't work, then I'll just have to figure out another way to do it. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm I'm gonna. Definitely try and persevere. I've got one. I've got, I mean, the Destiny, because I bought myself one as well. The Destiny journal that I bought, um, Ash, I bought one for myself. Mm. So I'm going to try and keep this one for pretty much just like a, a cool... Things that, things that interest me. So they'll probably have some guitar stuff going here. I'm writing lots of things that, that interest me but to talk about on the Polymaths podcast uh, and things like that. So that one I'll probably stay for this. And then I'll try and get... I mean, I've got a couple. The only thing I don't like about those ones is that the, the paper's really thick, and I like writing with really thin pencils. Right. Um, so I, I write with. Um, I've got a pretty, a pretty firm kind of background from technical drawing. My granddad was a was a, a, a draftsman, um, so I I used to do lots of technical drawing. So I like all the fine, intricate things. So I've always written with really fine pencils, like little mechanical pencils. 
Mm. So you need fine paper for it because otherwise it just doesn't work. Um, so I might have to change those ones, but I'll try and dig some of those out mm. and try and get, um, well, not try, do or do not, there is no try. I will mm. have some notebooks per project because I think that would be really cool. So cheap enough to do and, um, yeah. you know, if you find that project doesn't go anywhere and if you've only sort of used 10 pages, it's not yeah. like the whole book's wasted. Because, I mean, I've got, yeah. um, luckily, very, very luckily, I put a photo up on Facebook last night of a 1970 Nissan Skyline, an original, gorgeous, stunning, amazing Japanese car from the 70s, which I, that's my era of cars, mm. and uh, put a photo of that up and said, it's not my photo, but just just in case anybody's got one, let me know. I, nobody was ever going to reply and say, yeah, I've got one of those, come and photograph it. Um, but... <laughs> it turns they out did. one of my friends actually has or knows uh, somebody with two so we're going to, I'm going to I'm very very lucky to go and photograph that so I want to kind of just scribble down some ideas for that as well um, so that would be it would be cool to have a, a notebook for automotive photography and things and then um, personal projects are very important in photography so I'm going to try and get um, some notes scribbled down on those mm. what else do we have? okay Latin I want to because I've been reading a bit, um, and it's scarily complicated. Obviously, the first the first bit of Latin that I ever kind of came across was in Monty Python's Life of Brian, which was uh, absolutely amazing, one of the best films ever. Uh, it's so absolutely. funny, and it's the part where Brian's uh, paid by the People's oh, I can't remember, People's Republic of. I can't think what it's called now. Like the Judean People's Front? Yeah, the Judean People's Front or the People's Front of Judea or the... Oh God, <laughs> People's Judea Front. Yeah, anyway, so, <laughs> so he gets paid for that to go and write uh, Romans Go Home upon the, the, the Colosseum and he writes, he writes Romanus Iunt Domus and then obviously the famous scene of uh, John Cleese coming up and giving him a Latin Was lesson. Was it right out? Right out, a hundred times. And changing it to Romani Ait Domum. So that's that's the first time I ever kind of found Latin, mm. uh, but um, now I've been I've, I've watched a few things, read a few little bits and bobs, and I just wanted to basically just kind of go through a few words really really quickly, and tell you where they're originated from, what they mean, uh, and the first one which you should probably know is carpe diem, which is Caesar Day, mm. and then we've got candidate, which I thought was rather interesting. Candidate is a Latin word. Candidate means it's literally literally translated as white-robed uh, because the Romans uh, would have candidates for uh, leadership dressed up in white. So that's where candidate comes from. That's interesting, yeah. And um, one more is calculus. So calculus is obviously a mathematical thing that everybody studies in maths. You know where that came from? Well, it's got to be Latin, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. This, is inc- this, is, it's, this just made me smile. Calculus is Latin for pebble, and the the Romans used to use pebbles on the floor to help adding, and then obviously you you'd get pebbles and then they'd put them uh, put them on larger machines and then that would be an abacus, so they'd be adding on an abacus with pebbles, um, but then from calculus uh, and working out with pebbles you obviously get calculate and calculator. Jeez, yeah, so yeah, there is there is quite it's, a lot, isn't there? Yeah, it's really really and that's. It's just really cool to know the history. And I've, I've been doing a lot of and the conjunctions and 
past, present, yeah, plural. It's mental. Like that. All that stuff. I mean, I've got I've got the Cambridge the Cambridge uh, yeah the Cambridge course. I've got the first book in the Cambridge course. And the, the, the way they teach it is quite quite good. They they give you stories, and and the first one is it's just very very simple sentences. Um, like uh, something like um, uh, uh, such and such uh, est in Kalina. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I think the dog's called Kerberos. <laughs> uh, and it's something like uh, yeah, like and then Kerberos goes into the, I think Kerberos goes into the kitchen and jumps on the table or something. <laughs> but it's very they very they start a very very short yeah. sentences, just two or three words. Yeah. And they just that it just explains the meaning. So there's not much. So the first grammar, you know, the it, first it, one I looked at was how to pronounce all the letters in the alphabet, um, and then okay. what order. Because yeah, that book doesn't have, have that actually. If you have uh, lines above, it makes it a longer, a longer note. So it's A and then R. Uh, if it's got a line underneath it, so the A is A is very very. Oh, that's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, whereas if you have an A with a with a line above it or below it, is it above or below? I think it's below it, and it's a bit more R. It's a bit more of a longer longer sounding word, and they don't have. Uh, you said last week wasn't it with Kaiser? They don't have a a soft C. They don't have a soft G. Yeah. Um, they don't have they don't have V. That's W. Um, so Wito, what, what's the saying? Uh, Wito. Oh yeah, uh, Wito, triple V. Um, I can't think what it is now. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean though. It's yeah. like Wito Watu Wito or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that one is actually everybody one says Vito, and it's actually Wito. But no, it's really interesting, and I'm I'm going to kind of keep trying to to pick some. I do I do like a lot of Latin talk about at least a, a, a lot of Latin, um, you know, philosophical sayings. You know, cogito yeah. ergo sum. Yeah. Um, you've got. Um, oh, I used to have one. I used to have one really up actually. Action instead of words. Um, what well, to err is human. What's to err is human. Because to err. Oh, I had that written down. I have um, I have I've scribbled that down. But to to err is human. Err. Is Latin for a mistake? Because I never knew. Because obviously everybody knows that to err is human. Everybody knows that saying. But I didn't know. I never really knew what err. But I mean, what is to err? It's to make, well, it's a, to to make, make a mistake. mistake yeah. yeah. To, it's, it's okay to make a mistake. To err is human. It's to make a mistake. Yeah. It was. Was it humanus? Uh, I can't remember. I don't know if it's written down. Actually, I can't believe I've forgotten that. I think I posted it on Facebook or something. Like, <laughs> over a stage, just thinking, oh, that's good. That's a good little Latin saying. Um, no, I definitely, definitely kind of keep going. But um, like all the tenses and conjunctions, yeah, and just, take just a bit. mental. I was about to speak it. Yeah. eventually, I think that would be would be possible. But they had because you said last last week that they don't know how it was pronounced, and apparently they do. What do they? they now ha- they know how everything was pronounced. Well, I suppose it would have varied, just like um, just like English. Varies. Yeah, I suppose so. Because you could say, well, what's the proper way of pronouncing anything in English? Well, well it's garage. <laughs> garage yeah I have that off conversation all the time grass and bath grass grass whereas you say grass and bath sometimes I sometimes I say bath bath yeah I say bath grass cob it's a Derbyshire thing bun <laughs> nobody knows what a cob is I'm going to have a sausage cob thank you very much um, what else we have we had what have we got uh, what have we got a one minute ten we've got ten minutes haven't we really? one minute ten an hour and ten yeah we've got another ten minutes um, are we going to talk about First Britain censorship, Apple laughs, all that oh stuff? Oh my god! So I put I put on Facebook 
last night because uh, another of my friends put on a link to the First Britain page saying, look, uh, you can find out whether any of your friends follow First Britain. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, and it came up and six of my friends, sorry, six of my friends follow First Britain. Uh, I didn't delete any of you. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Um, but it kind of made me think that, okay, things like that, uh, how how strong and how much power does Facebook have over the media and over the common public? And somebody actually put on, uh, it's got loads of comments on it, so you can, have, you can go and have a look. But uh, I think um, one of the guys put on, uh, oh, it's just the evolution of media. So we started with newspapers and um, printed press and TV and radio and everything like that. Logs. It's just the next, it's just the next step. But the difference with Facebook is that it's handing the power over to the general public. The general public have never had control of printing, printed, printed press or TV or radio, apart from very um, select few. But then obviously podcasts are now open to the general public as well so yeah. um how much power has facebook got well it's got a lot of power therefore it's up to those with knowledge to make sure that everybody is educated enough about i mean it is mm. a lot of bullshit that's going on um the, there are there are photos that are being put up with just blatant well not blatant because you don't know but with lies underneath it to draw uh, or to instigate so do, either do you, hate so this or be lies. I mean, do you think because I know there's a lot of people that uh, I mean that dapper for anyone in the US has never seen there's a, no I've not seen it there's a, there's a guy called Dapper it? Laughs and he does like a few second like snippets on Facebook and YouTube and stuff of, of him it's just kind of like lads banter. Right, uh, but I think I think the idea is that he's meant to be taking the piss out of himself, right? Because he's kind of like he's kind of like oh here's here's a typical lad response, and you you're not meant to laugh with him. You're meant to sort of laugh at him. I think that's what right. I get. That's what I get from him anyway. But there's been a big um, campaign to get him to get his TV show banned, which I totally disagreed with. I mean, you can protest and stuff, but um, we were talking about just 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 before we started about the the. Um, the difference between being censored and being a censor, and the amount of damage that that um, because you, I mean, if you know, if you're say I, I, I'm a writer or something, say if I get censored, I'm going to censor your writing because I don't because think such and such because I don't think. Yeah. Well, I think we spoke before. There's no person that's ever been qualified. I think in the, if you obviously if you're listening in the states, I think they call it um, prior restraint, so it's, it's illegal. Yeah, uh, uh, it's protected in the First Amendment. Which is obviously the reason why we're able to do a podcast. Exactly, yeah. But then again, you, uh, this is the thing, censorship is a slippery slope because where once you decide that something should be censored, uh, at what point do you decide, well, well, that shouldn't be, that should be? Because if you, if you say... See, see, I don't think... I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't, don't think know there should be any censorship. Whose fault is it, whose fault is it that, that Dapper Laughs is successful... With his program, or, well, the public, or whoever watches it, so the public are to fault uh, for him being well, not to fault, but the public are the reason that he has got a market. Therefore, should it not be? Is it? Is it not more? Oh, how do how do you word it? Is it? Is there not an argument to be said that we need to be making better content for the public? 
for the general public. Of course, like, yeah. Um, but I mean, J.K. But... Rowling is is knocking out. Is she doing another Harry Potter book? But anyway, yeah, she, she knocked out that. however many Harry Potter books. I've no idea. I've never read them. Seven. I've never really watched. There we go. Seven. Yeah. Seven too many. She's no, it's not. <laughs> so the point of the argument the is that it isn't. Copies. The point of the is argument it? is that it isn't seven too many. If she's yeah. putting out that amount of content, and it's, it's. I mean, that's obviously good content, uh, and it's not derogatory. It's not blah blah blah. blah. Uh, you don't need to censor it or anything like that. Um, if she's putting that out, don't we need more people putting out that kind of fictional inspiring good content oh we do yeah but then but then i would say who's to judge what's what's good content or not there was a i, I mentioned this actually there's a there's a famous case God. in skokie illinois yeah and the american nazi party wanted to wanted to march through there just a peaceful march they you know they're allowed they're you know, people any any groups allowed to march um and i think I think it was a, a retirement home for, and it had a proportionally high percentage of people that uh, survived the that survived the final solution. Yeah. Now the ACLU, so people in America will know what they say, is the American Civil Liberties Union. So they sue or take cases where people's rights to free expression have been infringed. Yeah. They took the case. They lost a lot of members, but they were right by the First Amendment because. How could, how could anybody... Obviously, it's in very poor taste. It's yeah. ridiculous that they, they would do it. But if, if, if they had said, right, well, you can't march here for X reason... Then nobody would be able you to leave the, You leave the door open for anybody to come in and go, right, well, I don't want um, yeah. the Democratic Party to be holding their convention in my state because I'm a Republican or uh, I don't want such and such... Uh, now, a majority of people would say, well, you know, normal normal people would just say, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, just don't do anything stupid. And, and obviously me and you don't. We don't do anything stupid. Yeah. We're not racists. We're not, we don't, uh, we're not bigots. We don't, we don't do anything. So nothing, would... we're not doing anything to harm exactly. another human being. But if, if we wanted to, well, yeah, well, not physically, not physically, but... Yeah. If, but for me, the difference between physical harm and, and, and uh, offending an ideology or, or a thought process or something is completely different. So if, they, if, if, if the people, say if that, that American Nazi party, say if they're marching through Skokie, Illinois, and they were calling for those people to be burned out of the houses, yeah. that's something very different. Yeah. If they're just marching saying, um, these are our beliefs and this is what we hold and we want to try and get into politics and things like this and that's that's, fair, right, that's fair, something yeah. different um and i would argue that it's much better to have thoughts like that out in the public where you can where Rather you can than, go okay, you, know, yeah, yeah. you can go on their website you can read yeah. their manifesto and you can do all this sort of stuff whereas because as soon as you start to censor some people they'll just go right well we'll just keep it amongst ourselves they might not be able to speak so but they'll be thinking those things privately because no matter what you can yeah. do you can yeah. you can stop somebody printing a book or you, or making a film, but you can't stop them thinking that way unless you kill them, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, extreme. That, that would be the, me the mega extreme thing, you know. No yeah. matter what you do, unless you kill, them, you can't stop somebody thinking what they want to think. Um, so, for, I mean, for, for me, I mean, <coughs> I've had I've had people ask me before, oh, well, you know, as an atheist, would you stop people like ban religion? So, well, of course not. No. A, you couldn't do I it. I agree even with if, it. A, even if you couldn't, even if you wanted to, um, but you must, you must be able to have that free expression. Yeah. 
no matter what that free expression might be, you must be able to have it. Which is the the, the so the problem for you with that double laughs cancellation is that um, you've got some people that want like like you were saying you've got a group of people that he has he's uh, got an audience for yeah yeah and they've made him kind of popular enough, but then you've got a group of people that don't don't like it, but they want to cancel it. So even the people that like it can't see it. Yeah. So they have the edge then. They they have the final word. So in effect, you know, any 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 sort of censorship law will always will always fall down. It will never ever work because it. It, always, it almost always favours a negative. Well, I mean, because a person don't has doesn't have to have to prove why it's yeah. offensive. They can just say, "Oh, well, it's it's offensive." It's offensive. Don't like it. You know, it, it's. There um, you go. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's any. I don't think any good has ever come out of out of censorship. I can't. I can't think of any good that's ever uh, that's ever come out of it. If um, anybody can think of anything, let us know. Yeah. Either, I think we spoke well, probably about, not. I think we, I think <laughs> I we don't spoke know. about the the famous um, fire in a crowded yeah, theatre yeah. thing. No one knows where it comes from, but yeah. Um, but yeah, those sorts of things get cool. Get towards about all the time. So but yeah, definitely. Let us know what you think in the comments, though. What are you doing? Um, especially if you think this week. Think this week, I am. Um, you up to anything this week? I'm trying to get. Pegasus you just got used to get Pegasus I'm nailed. It out. If I can get it out by the by the next podcast, by next Tuesday, that would be. I think I think you need to get Pegasus done by Friday, and then you can do the podcast. If the intro. Pre, yeah, if the proof comes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll be able to get a crack <laughs> do on the that. podcast intro on Saturday. And Sunday. Well, I'll start working on that Assassin book. All the planning anyway. Cause yeah. I, I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm kind of like a bit. Itching to get started, really, because well, you must know. Maybe if you photo, maybe oh, if you God, yeah. sort of, if you if you, I know you've been editing photos, you're taking the photos, you're, you're editing them. You, you know, eventually you want to oh, come on. You know, I want to get back out with my camera yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the kind of stage I'm. I've not been. I've not, not. I've not gotten out with my camera for a long time. Uh, well, for too long. Um, I think last week. So uh, I think this week. Um, what have I got tomorrow? Tomorrow I've got some spare time. So tomorrow I'm going to set a time and go out, and head out. Um, and get some photos taken. Mm. There we go. Awesome. Sorted. So four done. Another so four done. Oh, it's such a chore doing these. It takes so long. Hour, hour and twenty. Hour, hour and twenty. twenty. Spot on. Bang bang bang. It's a well, but hour and twenty is a pretty what good what time. What do we have to do? Do we have more about next week? I think we've do got you? plenty to talk about next week. I think, we? you had, I think you had loads of stuff to get yeah. that we haven't even haven't even touched. Well, on. The, that really, the amount of stuff you can get just from watching that Brian Cox program, I'm fascinated by that. Absolutely fascinated oh, by yeah. that. For the moment. That'd be cool. There is a, right. there's a new there is a new Cosmos. I think we mentioned it the other day. There is a new Cosmos. Um, is there? With uh, in America, I'll, I'll, I'll try and I'll try and see that. Okay. I don't know if it's, I often think the BBC programs and stuff and the, and the British programs are a little bit better. I think because they're a little yeah. bit less sensationalist. You know, they, they don't yeah. try and. And, and we're cleverer. Well. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You need you need to try and get on Destiny anyway. You guys, point. You, you guys you need to US. get back onto Destiny. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I did the hard raid last night. Uh, not last night. I did the hard raid two two nights ago uh, with some guys from Dungeon Protocols. Uh, it was awesome. I didn't get Fatebringer. Um, God damn it! But yeah, you need to get back on it. Hand cannon. Yeah, I didn't get it. I will get it. Okay. I will maybe, get I'll it. Do, I maybe I'll do a bit today. I'll do a bit today. Cool. Okay. Right. Awesome. Right. Nice okay. one. Next week. Part on. I'll see you next week. Right. Cheers, buddy. And break for music or not? How loud is that bit? <laughs> I don't know. And he's now gone.